Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Tuesday and had a good long weekend as well. Playoff football, basketball is in full swing. I know baseball is right around the corner, but it's an enjoyable time when it comes to the sports world. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the podcast to be named later, all a part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. And for, for, you can find that at BatteryPower.com, at Battery Power SBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Just hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast, and that's where we'll be. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And as we work our way through January. We're continuing to work our way through some important dates on the Major League Baseball offseason calendar. And of course, last week, I discussed that one of those important dates was January 15th, which now has become the focus for the start of international free agency. Now, of course, international free agency is when Major League Baseball teams will look to sign talents outside uh, of the normal, you know, amateur draft process. They'll look to <clears throat> add talents to their minor league system, especially on the international front, when it comes to signing talent, younger talents who will come into each of Major League Baseball's organizations as players begin their careers with the respective teams that they sign. Now, of course, with the Braves, you know, as we discussed last week, you know, for a few years, you know, basically for the first, you know, three or so years that Alex Anthopoulos was in place as the Braves general manager, the Braves weren't too active, you know, through on this part of the major league calendar due to the unfortunate penalties that occurred, you know, that led to uh, John Coppolella being banned from baseball, you know, from life back in 2017. Now, as we've discussed, you know, in recent weeks, he, he's been reinstated. But it's been the past few years where the Braves have finally been able to get back their normal allotment of money, just like all other teams have, to be able to add to their minor league system through the international free agency signing period. And the Braves were highly active during this period. You know, even though the signing period is is considered to be open for the rest of the year, you'll, you'll typically see nearly all of at least the major signings occur on the first day. And that's what happened with the Braves as they, at, at this point in time, have signed 21 international free agents, and the main name, uh, the most notable name, is Luis Guanipa, um, who is an outfielder from Venezuela. He signed for a $2.5 million uh, bonus. He, he's considered to be, you know, by fan graphs, you know, as well as other, you know, outlets, he's considered to be a top 10 talent in this class. So the Braves getting another notable talent. And make no mistake, it is significant in the fact that once again, several of the top names or several of the names that the Braves gave the highest dollar amounts to during this international signing period came from the country of Venezuela. And David O'Brien of The Athletic discussed this exact setup with Jonathan Cruz, who's the Braves' Latin American scout director. You know, they discussed the fact that one of the reasons why the Braves are able to have success getting notable names from Venezuela is because they have right now the most notable name when it comes to Venezuelan baseball, which, you know, for decades now has been one of the, you know, best 
pipelines when it comes to major league talent. The Braves have, you know, the most notable name that that is, you know, a product of Venezuelan baseball, and that is Ronald Acuna Jr. Despite the fact that, you know, Acuna has, you know, unfortunately, you know, dealt with injuries, you know, working himself back in, you know, to normal routine and in shape over the past year and a half, he remains a very, very popular figure in Latin America and Venezuela especially. And so while it's money that's going to be the main reason why any international prospect, you know, signs with a specific team, it also matters that for the Braves, they have a figure in Ronald Acuna Jr. that, you know, Venezuelan players, Latin American players know. And that's what makes the Braves an attractive organization for these players to want to potentially become a part of because they know that the Braves have done a very good job in recent years of developing, you know, talent no matter where it came from. You know, Latin America, through the draft, what have you. And so that definitely, so the Braves' success, we talk about how the Braves' success at the major league level allows for them to continue having success, continues to, you know, allow for them to be attracted to players to want to come and be a part of this franchise. It goes all the way down to when the Braves need to have their minor league system restocked because of all the graduations and trades that have occurred, the fact that the Braves have been so successful at all levels of their franchise makes it to where they have the ability to retool and hopefully by bringing in these 21 new talents and the Braves being able to interact with them with how good the Braves player development has been, this can lead to the lower level of the minor leagues restocking sooner than some may think. But this news is not the only news that over the past 24 to 48 hours has been significant in terms of the near and long-term future for the Braves minor league system. Director of scouting Dana Brown, who earlier this offseason was considered um, a, a potential candidate for the Tigers general manager position, that position eventually went to um, you know the former San Francisco Giants general manager. But Dana Brown, for the second time this offseason, is, is garnering interest from another organization as it was announced that he recently had interviewed with the Houston Astros for their general manager position. Now, of course, it may seem odd that the Astros general manager position is open with the fact that the Astros have made six straight American League Championship Series. They made two straight World Series, won it this past year. But their old general manager, James Click, he, only, he was only there for two years. He actually took over, well, almost three. He actually took over for former Astros general manager Jeff Lundhau, who was fired due to the cheating scandal, you know, that it, that it um, occurred in Houston, you know, between 2017 and 2018 19. But James Click had, you know, gone into this offseason looking for a long term deal. The Astros only wanted to give him a one year deal, so he left the organization. So though Houston has continued to sign players, they currently do have a vacancy in place. And though it's definitely been a, a bit of an odd turnover rate at the Astros general manager position, in terms of on-field talent, it likely remains pretty attractive to outside candidates. And Dana Brown seems to be a candidate that the Astros are potentially focused on to fill that role. But even if Dana Brown does not get this role with the Astros, this again is two times in one offseason that he's been considered for the general manager position for another team. So it seems to be you know, that he's highly thought of around Major League Baseball, and it's only time before he 
eventually gets his opportunity to run an organization from the general manager position, which of course would impact the Braves with how good Dana Brown has been at drafting talents like Michael Harris II, Von Grissom, and others. So Dana Brown's, you know, uh, time with the franchise, while he may still be in his capacity going into 2023, it definitely will be interesting to see when eventually, it's much more of a win than if it seems at this time, but as good as Dana Brown has been for the Braves, it eventually seems as if he's going to get a bigger opportunity elsewhere, like we saw Perry Maniason leave the Braves for the Angels to take on their general manager role. It looks like Dana Brown could be the next name from you know how successful the Braves had been that could depart for a general manager role elsewhere. And with as successful as Dana Brown has been as the Braves director of scouting, he definitely will leave big shoes to feel when it does come time to, for him eventually to depart and take on a bigger role elsewhere. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So over the past several days, we have seen the date for teams and players to exchange salary figures when it comes to, you know, arbitration, you know, hearings, you know, or arbitration or, you know, trying to, you know, establish a contract for 2023. We've seen that date come and go. Of course, the one standout for the Braves is ace Max Freed. You know, Max Freed um, uh, filed for $15 million. The Braves filed for $13.5 million for 2023, so it'll be interesting to see how that eventually works itself out. If it does go to an arbitration hearing, it'll be the second year, straight year, in which Max Freed's case went to arbitration. But obviously, one of the bigger things to watch is, could the Braves eventually land a long-term extension with Max Freed? And, you know, as Stephen Tolbert of the podcast to be named later. And, you know, again, you know, a great mind when it comes to covering the Braves. He wrote a great article. When you get the chance, I would highly encourage reading it on why the Braves keeping Max Freed beyond the next two years. It, it There's a bigger need to keep Max Freed than there was to keep Freddie Freeman or Dansby Swanson, honestly. And I mentioned this point, you know, a few times. I mentioned, you know, looked at this perspective, you know, as well. And the fact that, you know, with the Braves having locked up many of their long-term pieces when it comes to their position players, seeing notable names like Freddie Freeman and Dansby Swanson walk, yes, you obviously would love to retain them, but with the fact that the Braves have so much talent in terms of their lineup and in, in, in out in the field long term, they remain one of the strongest offensive and overall position player cores in baseball over the next five to seven years. The Braves do have a lot of talent in the rotation and bullpen as well. But in terms of the long-term you know, trajectory of the Braves rotation and the Braves bullpen, there's not as much certainty there as there is when it comes to the Braves offense and position player core. And for that reason, you know, with the fact that you have A.J. Minter, who's under, you know, only two more years of control, you have the fact that um, Max Freed is only two, under two more years of control, that's your main talents 
that's your top priority in terms of reliability in the bullpen and the rotation. When it comes to Max Freed, you know, with how important we know that pitching has been for the Braves and how, you know, better it gets as time goes on, even with the emergence of Spencer Strider and Kyle Wright, even with the hope that, you know, Mike Soroka and Ian Anderson will get back on track, the need to keep Max Freed as an ace, who I think because of the fact that he's found success, you know, through being able to generate ground balls, we've seen his control become elite. He doesn't rely that much on strikeouts. I do think Max Reed will age just fine. The need to potentially lock up Max Reed long term certainly should remain a priority for the Braves. Understood that, you know, with them being into the luxury tax now, they have to be cognizant of what they spend in terms of extension. So the timing may not be exactly right, but even with the Braves and Max Reed potentially heading to arbitration for the second straight year, I do think that there's the potential that at some point in time, a long-term deal could happen, and it makes sense for the Braves to certainly pursue. So we've gotten past, you know, the arbitration filing date. We've gotten past, you know, international signing period. So the next important date... That remains in focus for January is the announcements of the 2023 Baseball Hall of Fame class. And over the past few weeks, I've given some updates on where things stand. And not much has changed and remains high. So it remains highly encouraging where notable names that have you know been Braves in the past stand. As of this recording, the top five vote getters for Hall of Fame inclusion. Are Scott Rowland at 80%, Todd Helton at 79%, Billy Wagner at 72.5%, Andrew Jones at 68%, and Gary Sheffield at 64.5%. This, of course, comes from Ryan Thibodeau, who, to this point, has, the, has shown 40% of the ballots as we are a week away from the 2023 Hall of Fame class being announced. And again... The goal is, the, the mark that needs to be surpassed is 75%. So it may seem as if several individuals have a, you know, potential chance, a realistic chance of making it into the Hall of Fame, especially Scott Rowland at, you know, 80%, Todd Helton at 79%, Andrews at 68%. Unfortunately, the thing is, though, is that the trend that you typically see is that of the public ballots that Ryan Thibodeau and others are, are able to share, there still likely remains 30 to, you know, probably half of the ballots will not be revealed until the day of voting. And typically when that occurs, you see the percentages that players have, you see them go down as the full pool of votes are tabulated. So the point that I'm getting at is, is that, for instance, Andrew Jones was pushing 70% last week. Now he's down to 68%. In other words, it's more likely than not that one of Roland and Helton, maybe both, will make it this year. But when it comes to Billy Wagner, Gary Sheffield, and, and Andrew Jones, while it's very encouraging that all three of those players and former Braves have made significant progress this year from where they were in the past, probably even better progress than some may have, may have thought would happen, their time to eventually make the Hall of Fame will likely occur over the next one to two years, 
instead of this season. So hopeful for continued progress for Andrew Jones. You know, I've stated it. Many have stated it, you know, time and time again for years. This is Andrew's sixth time on the voting. He has 10 full times, so he's got four more years to make it through the Hall of Fame through the most traditional route, which is, you know, this route of, you know, getting that 75% vote. The fact that he has jumped to where he is now, potentially at the end of the day, landing in the 65 to 70% range when he needs 75%, that's highly encouraging for him to eventually make it over the next year or two. So definitely some good news. Again, may not work out this year, but for Andrew Jones, Billy Wagner, and Gary Sheffield, progress is being made to where eventually each of those three players could be in consideration for the Hall of Fame in the near future. Of course, we can't thank you enough for turn, tuning into the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network, where you can also find the Battery Power Podcast and the podcast to be named later. You can find all this great content at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, and at Battery Power, or, or across all form, at Battery Power SBN across all forms of social media and free on our podcast platforms. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. It's always a pleasure to be with you. We'll talk to you later this week again. Hope you have a great week as well. We'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer. Daily Hammer.